It's the week of Paddy's Day, which means the Taoiseach has travelled to Washington, D.C. to meet the U.S. president. But what's it like being in the room with the leader of the free world? And does Ireland actually get anything from it every year? Well, let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Hello and welcome to the podcast, a very special episode coming to you from Washington, D.C. I'm over here for the meeting of Leo Varadkar and Joe Biden, hopefully going to actually get into the Oval Office this year, because of course last year on the eve of the meeting, Michal Martin got COVID-19. I'll never forget it. He was at this dinner, this big fancy fundraising dinner. And we all had to get COVID tested before going to it. You know, the media table sort of shipped in the back corner anyway, away from all the the respectable people. But we had to cram into this hotel. We were all put in this, like, really confined corridor. I'm actually amazed more people didn't get COVID after it and then bust on to this gala there, the Ireland Funds dinner. And Micheál Martin meeting people, sitting next to Nancy Pelosi, chatting all around him. Joe Biden gave a speech and the Taoiseach was next up, only poof, no Taoiseach. Instead, then Ambassador Dan Mulhall giving us all the news that Michal Martin had COVID and then the Taoiseach met Joe Biden remotely from the guest residence across the road the next day. And that working day that we were meant to spend in the White House and all these lovely places, most of us just spent in our hotel rooms instead because we still had to work. Um, But obviously everything had to be done over Zoom. So look, fingers crossed this year. There's no repeat of anything like that. But the question often asked when these trips come up, like, is it actually worth it? You'd always hear opposition politicians describe it as a junket and a jolly, and that instead the Taoiseach should be staying at home to deal with X, Y, Z, whatever the issue of the day is. So on this episode, we have got two former government press secretaries who were in the room with US presidents to give the skinny on what actually happens inside and whether or not it's worth our while going. Thank you very much. It's a great honor to have the Prime Minister of Ireland. Uh, We've become fast friends. We've uh, had some very, very good transactions taking place on trade and other things. So firstly, what is it like being in the room when the Taoiseach meets the US President? Here's Fergal Parcel. He was the Government Press Secretary for Enda Kenny, who would have met both Barack Obama and Donald Trump during his time in office. Well, the first thing you have to do when you're going to the Oval Office the first time I'm speaking for myself here rather than for anyone else is to paint yourself and realise that you're actually in the Oval Office as opposed to a depiction of the Oval Office which you've seen a thousand times uh, and once you get past that um, the way it was for us generally was it was the two principles so it was Obama and Enda for, for, for a number of years and uh, in the end of then it was Trump which was very eventful in its own right that trip but uh, and then like Obama would have been flanked by key people you know it was Brennan head of CIA it would have been Biden um, you know his chief advisors and then on, on Enda's side you have kind of like the Martin Frasers of this world you know the ambassadors um, so like it's 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 uh, so it's it's that's the way it's kind of choreographed if you like but the principals do the talking and um, like it's it's a meeting that's dense with symbolism but is genuinely substantive. And while a huge amount might be decided in the room, a huge amount is influenced in the round. And what I mean by that is if you take, I mean, they're after having a hearty breakfast in the, in the Naval Observatory, they arrive into the Oval Office, uh, there's, the, you know, there's, the, there's the Capitol Hill piece, which, which depending on when the timetable happens, before or after, um, like a huge amount 
of dial turning happens in a very short period of time. Like it's it's quite phenomenal to watch. Um, and you know, like all these bilaterals, the way it's set up is that a huge amount of work is done by the officials in advance, and then key parts are kind of managed uh, in the conversation between the principals. And I remember the whole issue of the you know the illegals to use that horrible word, and and kind of the normalisation of the Irish in America was always top of the agenda, uh, along with you know an awful lot of other issues too. And it was it was it was you could sense it in the moment, you could feel in the conversation you could see it and then it would come and then there would be very careful wording and discussions around it and then you could actually if there was a dial behind the two of them you could kind of see it half turn just a little notch just a bit that needed to turn didn't always happen but that was generally how it worked that seems to be the reaction from a lot of the people that I speak to around these meetings that if there are difficult issues, often a face-to-face meeting between leaders can kick it on and can open it up a bit, especially when you have one of the most powerful men in the world opposite you. Mandy Johnson is the host of Taking Stock on News Talk, but in a previous life, she was the government press secretary for Bertie Ahern when he travels stateside. Yeah, you, you hear a lot about the importance of the soft power of St. Patrick's Day. It's very hard to comprehend unless you've actually seen it firsthand. But like, if we just look at the core of the visit to the US, which is actually, as you mentioned there, the one-to-one meeting with the president and the Taoiseach. In fact, there are five people who actually attend um, in the delegation for Ireland in the Oval Office. I was government press secretary for five years, so I'm very fortunate to be there five times. Um, the first time you're there, it's very surreal. Um, you have to come to terms with your surroundings first of all but remind yourself that it's an audience with the most powerful person in the world and the business itself um, is, is, is at first very informal and then it's very very formal there are international issues of course and then sometimes there are domestic issues which need to be raised so during my time Northern Ireland was always a big big part of the agenda in terms of the domestic issues but it was also really important for things for Irish people in the US so the undocumented Irish was obviously a big part of our agenda every single year now the topics are agreed in advance so we should say that but the president and the Taoiseach speak freely about the issues um, and you won't be surprised to learn that you don't actually hear everything at the press conference that's for sure Um, just for as an example my first experience was in 2003, which was just days before the, the commencement of the Iraq war. So you might think to yourself, well, look what domestic issues could come up there. But there were, there were 100,000 people on the streets of Dublin just ahead of that visit. And the Taoiseach, then Bertie Ahern, had to raise that issue, which was a delicate issue given that the US themselves were preparing for war. And, you know, it was still a really important one to raise domestically, you know. So um, you can't underestimate the the significance of that audience at that time. And it's also really important from Atijic's point of view that he is reflecting or she is reflecting what's happening at home. Um, And just... In that meeting, for example, there was the Taoiseach, the Minister for Foreign Affairs, his senior advisor, myself as government press secretary um, and the secretary general to the government. And then across from us was the president of the United States, Condoleezza Rice and Colonel Powell. And just a couple of days later, we flew directly to an EU council meeting. And I remember distinctly arriving 
and just switching on Sky TV and the shock and awe campaign and the invasion had started. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just in, on the one hand, it's very surreal. On the on the other hand, it's 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 very interesting, obviously, but it's so important um, that Ireland uses it to its best advantage. And during my time, as I say, Northern Ireland was a big thing on our agenda, but also obviously the business element was a big, big part of it. And, and that's true for the whole trip that is organized in the US you know um, it's the connections that are made and the face-to-face connections you can't really underestimate the value of those for sure it puts Ireland on the map for a day but the connections that are made are are important for many years to come then there are the international headlines that the trip picks up and lots of them are well cutesy is probably putting it nicely it's St. Patrick's Day and we sent our reporter to the local pub as a favourite across US TV stations but sometimes it is a chance for the Taoiseach of the day to make a statement on the world stage and there was a lot of opposition to remember to Enda Kenny meeting Donald Trump the first time given what the then president was saying and doing on migrants in particular which was Quite interesting, a successive Irish Taoiseach have been going over there banging the drum for the undocumented in Irish in Washington for years. And that's something that Fergal Fursell doesn't quite think is a closed door. No, I don't. I don't. And like I'll never forget that speech that Enda gave um, standing beside Trump in the White House at the reception that evening. It's fitting that we gather here each year to celebrate St. Patrick and his legacy. He too, of course, was an immigrant. And though he is, of course, the patron saint of Ireland for many people around the globe, he's also a symbol of, indeed, the patron of immigrants. Here in America, new great country, 35 million people claim Irish heritage and the Irish have contributed to the economic, social, political and cultural life of this great country over the last 200 years. Ireland came to America because deprived of liberty, deprived of opportunity, of safety, of even food itself, the Irish believed in four decades before Lady Liberty lifted her lamp, we were the wretched refuse on the teeming shore. We believed in the shelter of America, in the compassion of America, in the opportunity of America. We came and we became Americans. We lived the words of John F. Kennedy long before he uttered them. We asked not what America could do for us, but what we could do for America, and we still do. It was, I still get tears in the back of my head stand up sometimes when I think of the ugly masses, to be honest, um, when I think of that. And it was something he had repeated that day, or had said that day on Capitol Hill, and there were senators and representatives trying to climb under the table so strong was the message that was coming and uh, you know he, you know, I don't, I don't think President Trump kind of realised what was happening in the moment at the time and necessarily um, I, I mean I remember the energy in the room at Capitol Hill like I can feel it right, even now thinking back on it you know and it, I haven't thought or talked about this in a long time and I remember he just kind of he kind of went off script a little bit and he, he, he exhorted them to do the right thing. And that's what was unavoidable about it. Uh, and there was an energy in the room, a real electricity. And I think they were caught between admiration and kind of fear. 
That's all well and good, but what does the meeting actually achieve for Ireland? Are we better off for having it, Mandy Johnson? I know, absolutely, like, and I can understand why people might think it's just a piece of theatre, but you have to remember that there are officials on both sides who are working on the agenda in advance, and you're actually working towards um, making the meeting mutually beneficial. You know, there's no point in an Irish Taoiseach going over there and handing over a bowl of shamrock every year if they don't leverage those connections to their advantage. So um, it's a serious meeting. I don't want to give you the impression that it, it look, you know, you're on a, a movie set and you're, you're you're sitting across from these very powerful people. And you just, you know, it's not like that at all. Um, it, it is, you, you're, first of all, you're afforded with a great deal of information. Um, and all of the meetings that I attended, President Bush was, was very open about a lot of international issues. Um, And as I say, not everything is revealed in press conferences, but the connections as well that you make and the issues that you're working on aren't just for that day, aren't just for that meeting. Those officials who are in the room are following up on those for months or maybe years afterwards. But at the end of the day, it is a day of great importance for Ireland and it's, it's a serious piece of diplomatic engagement. Obviously, there's an awful lot of preparation that goes into these trips, whether it's Mandy and Bertie wargaming, how to handle George Bush's literal wargaming, or this yearly over Adker coming up with a strategy for Biden, which, like, while he has Irish roots and great Irish sympathies, he's still got an awful lot of his place as the leader of the free world, so you can't go into one of those meetings with a hundred demands. It's about picking out a, a few key things. And the preparation changes for each president, as Fergal Purcell discovered, when going from preparing for Obama to preparing for Trump. <laughs> yes, the answer to that, you approach those two individuals very differently. And um, Obama's very cerebral, very present, very considerate, uh, careful in his delivery, and also extremely warm, kind of once the other stuff, or once the main thing was over. But Obama was extremely, or rather, Trump was extremely friendly, uh, you know, but it was chalk and cheese uh, in, in in terms of the substance, I have to say. And I would I would say that you have to prioritise. Do not fall between stools, uh, and that is always a bone of contention before you go. Are we going hard on here? And uh, because you only ever have a finite amount of political capital to cash in, even if you are Irish, even if it is Paddy's Day, and you better be clear as to how you're going to cash it in. So. That's the way it works. Having been around the officials who set up this meeting and the diplomats abroad who followed very closely or who work with Ireland in the UN, I tend to lean on the side of it actually being very important. Like, think about the size of a country we are, how relatively unimportant we are really on the world stage, and yet we have a guaranteed meeting with the leader of the United States every single year and anything can be raised in that room. Like Other countries of our size would literally kill for that kind of access. And the moment that made me appreciate the importance of it was during the Brexit talks, hearing about just how nervous and annoyed the British diplomats were about the meeting because they had no idea what was going to be said in that room, what kind of words was being put in the ear of the president and when there was someone like Trump in the Oval Office, what he might be agreeing to in private. So if the Brits were that worried about it, it's worth keeping, in my view. 
But with, I think, now more than 30 ministers going abroad this year, you have to ask how big is the overall programme going to get? Like, is a junior minister going to Singapore or the Philippines or the Attorney General going to South America really bringing us back value as a country? So the big gig, not a junket, in my opinion. Some of the others, you'd have to wonder. So goodbye from Washington, Sean Defoe presenting and producing. John Kill was the editor and Lachlan Hart on sound. Have a fantastic Patrick's Day wherever you're celebrating it. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original.